0: In today's episode, we're heading all the way to Columbia. That's right, the beautiful weather of Columbia, and we are joined with David Perez, who is a podcast producer and host of the Audience Coach Podcast. This is a show that helps coaches and entrepreneurs, specifically in the health and wellness industry, create audiences for their business. We talked about a lot of things in regarding the podcast, so if podcasts are on your radar, you'll wanna take a listen. Let's get started. So, David, thank you so much for joining me today to talk on the podcast, A Boat Podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Sean.
0: And I understand you are in Colombia,
1: correct? I am based in Colombia, yes, southwest, Cali, Columbia. Excellent. What's the weather like there right now? It's always hot and sunny. Uh, it's been <laughs> rainy the last few days, but still hot.
0: Excellent, excellent. Now, I mentioned you're going to be talking to us about podcasts. You have your own podcast, and you also help people with their podcast. Tell our listeners more
1: about that. Okay, uh, actually, uh, my work as a podcast editor is what what came first. I've been working as a podcast editor and producer for over, I think, almost four years now. And the podcast came out as a result of like all the challenges and questions and like uh, all the processes I've seen with the, with uh, people I've worked with. So I just gathered all those questions and challenges and created a podcast show to help like my clients and also other people with these kind of common issues when they are uh, working with podcasts, both on the technical side and on the strategy side.
0: Excellent. So, I mean, obviously starting as a podcast editor, you've seen and listening to other podcasts. What was it about podcasts that, that excited you or wanted you to even get into that field of, of editing?
1: Um, I just started with podcasting back when I was a teacher. I used to be an online teacher uh, and i used to use podcasts as uh, a way to support my students in their in their progress so it was like mainly an educational purpose that's where i started and i started editing shows for myself and then i started doing it for other people both because i realized uh well i already had the editing skills on one side the technical side but i also realized the the potential podcasts have for reaching people and and for supporting people through their processes in like, particularly Teaching and educating people in particular areas. In this case, uh, porca- uh, podcasting and content marketing as well. So, what were you, what were you teaching online? Uh, I used to be a teacher of English
0: as a foreign language. Excellent. Yeah. So, you were using podcasts, meaning you were creating
1: podcasts to teach your students through that, or you were getting your your students to create podcasts? Uh, no, I was I was using the podcast as a support material because like we had our platform with the contents and everything, but I was finding that we had recurrent problems and challenges in certain areas, certain topics, certain like grammar topics or things like that. So I created additional content to support my students in those particular points. Okay. Okay. That's pretty neat.
0: Yeah. Uh, great way to to utilize the technology, uh, you know, in, in ways to support your, your teaching. So good job on that one. Oh, thanks a lot. So, you know, you've evolved into, you know, from from teaching and using podcasts to editing podcasts, uh, and now you help others with their podcasts. So let's, let's talk about, in your opinion, this is what you've seen and what you believe in,
1: what makes a good podcast? Okay, um, I, I would think there are two sides, or probably three sides to it, Sean. So uh, the first part, uh, which some people overlook a little bit, is uh, good quality audio. That makes a good podcast because, I mean, it's like you have an office uh, where you uh, have your your clients come in. So you don't have like a shabby office with like badly painted walls that is badly lit. You want an office that looks nice. Same thing with a podcast. You want a podcast that sounds nice. And with today's technology, you don't have to break the bank to do that. You can just buy a really affordable microphone, get a great sounding quality podcast uh, and and, and that's going to also transmit some of your professionalism to your audience. So that's one thing. The other thing is great content. And when I'm speaking about great content, is content that is relevant to your audience. A common issue is that uh, we like to talk about ourselves when we are we are creating content, and I think that's uh, a kind of a mistake that in the end ter- turns out to be a big mistake because the first thing we need to do is take. A- Take ourselves out of the formula and focus on our audience. So create content that is highly relevant to the audience. You should not be talking about yourself or about what you do, about what you like, but about what your audience needs and wants. So focus on your audience. And um, something I insist a lot on is speak about particular topics, because I've seen some shows, for example, that go with very broad conversations, very broad topics. That's nice. But if you're, for example, uh, in, in in the particular case uh, for you, Sean, in my case, we are working with podcasts for businesses. We need to address very particular topics so they can help, the content can help the audience. If you go with a very broad conversation, it's just going to be that, a conversation. If you go with a particular topic, you're going to be tackling uh, a particular issue and you're going to be giving the people the tools to work on those issues. And I think finally, promotion. Promotion is very important. Some, uh, some people say content is a king. Uh, I think that doesn't work anymore. I think now promotion is a king. Just putting the con- uh, the podcast episodes out there is not enough. You need to be very strategic on how you promote your episodes.
0: Hey, you covered, I mean, there was a lot that you just said there, yes. um, you know, <laughs> from the, the quality of the audio and, and I know I've, I've worked with a lot of different clients over the years who, uh, would be amazing podcast hosts and, and content creators. And I think one of the biggest things that people kind of get up against first, and because you mentioned great audio and how it's much more affordable now is people think that, you know, it, it's expensive to do. You need all this studio quality equipment and everything, um, which we both know is not the case anymore. And I mean, here here I'm in Canada and you're in Columbia and we're talking, you know, studio quality back and forth just through using Zencaster. Yeah. Um, and cross our fingers that the recording holds <laughs> in the end. But um, the other thing you mentioned about about content I think a lot of people also don't know where to start. They know their business and that's what they really think about. And they think, how do I turn my business into a podcast? Nobody wants to listen to me, that type of thing. Talk to me how you work with people about getting their concept
1: created. Okay. Um, The first thing is that your podcast should always be aligned with your business. Uh, We have the tendency to like reach, we want to reach a large audience and we have to reach everybody and help everybody, but that's not possible. So we need to niche down, narrow down our scope and focus on matching the content we're going to be creating with the skills we have. Okay. And how that can serve the audience. So yeah, that's going to be very important to align the podcast with your business. And you, you are going to have to leave a lot of uh, areas out because probably they are not relevant to the audience or because you are not you don't have the skills to that. So that's the first thing. Uh for the concept is just uh if you have a business you already have constant uh interaction with potential clients and existing clients and also with other probably other pieces of or uh, sorry other content channels in the industry. So what you do there is just Collect as much information as you can from those three sources, potential clients, current clients, and other channels in the industry. You're going to find out, for example, a lot of objections, like why people are not buying your services, what the objections are, uh, misconceptions they have. Common questions they have, or a common like a uh, background knowledge needed in order to be able to take your services. So there, you already have a lot of content. Uh, you, I'm sure you get these questions all the time when you are speaking with your with your clients or potential clients. You get all this information all the time. So what you do is to get the concept of the show, is you collect this uh, information and you design an audience persona, like or, or an audience avatar. Like it has so many names. So you design an audience avatar, you identify their needs, challenges, and objectives, and then you match that with your knowledge and skills. So from that intersection is where you get the concept of the show. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now,
0: a lot of times, you know, you hear different podcasts where, you know, they're they're series podcasts, they're long form, they're short podcasts. Do you find that there's a winning formula around? what your podcast should be formatted like? Should it be short, under 20 minutes? Should be you know, over 30 minutes? What would
1: you give the advice for, for that when people are wondering how long should a podcast be? Okay, oh, this is a common question I get a lot. Um, it depends on the content. Like it should not be longer than it needs to be. For example, there are some topics that need a lot of in-depth discussion and they might take 60 minutes, 90 minutes you will not be able to cover that in 20 minutes. And I'm sure if people are uh, in need of that kind of information, they will they will stick to the show for those 90 minutes. So that's they'll be fine. Uh, But in a more practical sense, uh, we have like the most usual formats are solo episodes and um, interviews. So I think solo episodes are okay somewhere between 10 to 20 minutes so you can keep the audience engaged. And it's also easier for you to talk about just for 20 minutes. It's gonna be easier to get uh, to stay in track, to stay inside the topic. If you go beyond 20 minutes, it's very easy that you start like drifting away. And when it comes to interviews, I think somewhere between 40 to 60 minutes is a good mark. Uh, because uh, on the one side, you are making sure you are st- you're staying within the topic. And on the other side, it's just a practical matter. It's usually what a commute might last, for example, or like is is what is, is, the, is the time usually people spend like driving or doing other activities and also listening to shows That's really solid advice, yeah, um and you know and, and the fact that you're
0: you know that interview style being longer, um you know there' there's two or more people in that, so it, it's a lot easier to get to that length than just being there solo and and talking mm-hmm. for. know 20 30 minutes trying to get it that long yeah um now it's interesting with with your background coming from the the editing and the creation of podcasts from that side of it um to now actually helping people and you've actually niched down uh, into that health and wellness coaches why
1: that industry why did you go that route um it was kind of organic, but also intentional. Uh, on one side, I, I am very interested in mindfulness, meditation, and minimalism. So I already had an idea of the industry. And when I started producing podcasts for other people, I noticed like many of the people that were requiring more services were coaches in the health and wellness field. And it still is. So uh, there is a big need in, in the health and wellness industry for sharing messages and for for helping people out and uh they've chosen podcasting as a way to do it and particularly in the area of health and wellness because um when you are trying to help somebody in these areas it's not like you're giving a list of 10 tips or you're giving them like instructions or precise instructions to do something but you're also showing them like stories of life transformations Stories of people who get, who have gone through uh, tough situations, and they have um, experience, or they have used different tools or strategies, or or they have gone different ways to be able to get to the other side of it. So this way, or this this opportunity to share stories and conversations and like life experiences. In the voice of the person, okay, you are not like writing it down, you are not uh just clipping it into small uh, video sections, you have the full experience there, emotions, uh, and and yeah, you have the whole narration directly from the person, absolutely
0: now you know, your, your business, your website is, is audience coach. And that's obviously pretty clear when you go to that website, what you guys do, that's the name of your podcast. Are there any stories that you'd like to share about, um, you know, we'll start with the, I guess the, the success side of working with a client, uh, and actually helping them develop their, their podcast. Um, do you have any stories that you could share with our listeners about, you know, how well that went
1: and, um, you know, the success that they're having? Okay. Uh, it depends on how you define success. That is, <laughs> that that is a very tricky concept nowadays. Uh, okay, but I, I do have two two uh, ways or two stories I can share uh, that can reflect different definitions of what success is. For example, I have uh, a client. she's uh, her name is Liz Moody. She is a very successful book author. Uh, she uh, she publishes books for like healthy cooking and healthy eating. That's her main area. And she has a very large Instagram following and all that. Uh, And then she decided to start a podcast. And from the the conversations we've had, she's mentioned that even though like her podcast uh, following is not as large as the people she has on Instagram, the engagement is so much higher and the impact is so much higher and the reactions she has gotten is like so much numerous from the podcast because people get to connect a lot with the content and 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 the transformation it generates on their lives is a lot stronger so even though she has a large following the podcast is what has generated the most impact in her audience so that is in terms, for example of, of, of somebody who has a large audience in terms of a smaller audience i have another client who is like very very niche um she works with moms who have lost a child. It's like the the name of the podcast is Grieving Moms. So, uh, of course, the following here is not going to be as large. Like, you're not going to have thousands of followers here. But even though that small amount of people who are listening to the podcast, like somebody who has gone through that situation and who is going through grief is going to have, or he's going to get such great support and such great help from this content. So it's life changing even though like the the number of listeners is not as high the impact it's it's producing it's super super strong.
0: And I, and I love how you you basically started with saying, you know, it def- depends on how you define success. Uh, and that's the, the same approach that I take to to podcasting myself is I don't do it to try to build this massive audience and kind of like retire on my podcast like yeah. some people think that they can do. And I think a lot of people go into it with, you know, a false sense of what they're going to get out of it. Whereas if you're in business, I know for myself, if I do a podcast just like this one where we're talking about podcasting, this is a a complimentary piece of content so that, you know, if I'm talking to, to a potential client down the road or even an existing client who's thinking about podcasting, I can reference this episode and be like, you know what, check out this episode. Um, We talked a lot about podcasting and and you'll probably get a lot of value to listening to that. Um, And so you really kind of have that organic reach. And I think a lot of people expect that once they put it out there, just like when, you know, people put out websites, they thought, oh, we're going to get to number one in Google instantly. Mm -hmm. There's so much volume out there. I mean, I I don't even know the exact numbers, but there's thousands of podcasts um, that are published. So I want to get your um, kind of insight or feeling about how much um, personality should go into the podcast to
1: really make it as unique as possible. Okay. um, How much personality should go into the podcast? I think personality is very important because that's why it's going to make your podcast uh, different. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think it's something you need to develop, and it is it will go up to the stand where you feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Uh, when I started, with, like I think my first episode sounds super robotic because I was kind of nervous when I was speaking into the microphone. But now it just flows naturally. Um, it depends also on how you feel, what your values are, and and who is going to resonate with this. Because like you can have two people. Ha, uh, creating podcasts around the same topic, but their approaches or their tones are going to be super different. So people are going to resonate differently. Some, some people are going to resonate better with podcast A, and some people are going to resonate better with podcast B. So just feel free to, to be yourself. And yeah, just feel comfortable. Do it to the extent you feel comfortable because sometimes in particular,ly for example, when we take social media as an example, we try to push a ourselves a little bit over the edge to do so, like, stuff we don't like doing or we don't feel identified with. So just, just go with what feels best for you.
0: And what would you say are um, kind of the, the things that you should avoid? Um, you know, maybe the top three things you shouldn't, shouldn't do when, when trying to launch a podcast.
1: Okay. Uh, I will say first, don't think short term. That's the first thing. Uh, you're not gonna get like a lot of sales or conversions or leads from a podcast after two or three months. This is a long-term game. A podcast is a means to an end. It's not an end in itself. Uh, and it's it's a continuum. It's part of your business. It should exist as long as your business exists. It's not like something that is gonna uh, is gonna magically convert or turn your business into a uh, this uh, money making machine. It takes time to build an audience. It's not a matter of like the numbers and the caching, caching. It's a matter of building relationships and trust with your audience. So that's the first thing. Don't think short term. Think about long term and building relationships. Uh, The second is focus. Focus. Uh, We cannot be vanilla. We cannot be everything for everybody. There are so many topics. In my case, like we do research for, for content. And there are so many topics or so many ideas that look great and look super interesting, but we just drop them because they are not relevant to our audience. So focus on a topic, focus on an audience and try to help them as much as you can. Okay. That's the other thing focus. And I will say the third thing, the third thing is, uh, the, the other thing to avoid is, uh, Ignoring your audio quality. I've, I've listened to so many podcast shows. I mean, I just cannot engage. I cannot connect with the show because it's hard to me for me to understand what they're saying. The audio is so echoey or like it clips or is, I mean, it's bad quality. And that affects the engagement, not only in podcasts. It even happens in video. Like a video with poor audio quality will have a lower engagement that a video that has uh, better audio quality, like you know, on a video you can have good audio and bad quality of the image and the engagement will be good. But if you had excellent image and poor audio quality, the engagement will be bad. Same thing or even more evidently is going to happen with podcasting. So you need to pay good attention to your audio quality. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you
0: said that at the end
1: because I was just that was my follow up to this
0: was I was going to say the exact same thing. My background is in video production that's yeah. what I went to school for and and you know even though it 's a visual means, audio yes. is of a huge importance and uh, you'd hit it right on the head there I mean people will get by with bad video and great audio versus yeah. the other way around
1: absolutely yes thats that's absolutely true now I
0: notice here on on your website i'm on there in one of your your um <clears throat> uh, post there is talking about where to get music for your podcast. Yeah. Um, what kind of a approach do you take for trying to find that music? I know, I know in video music is really like the main thing, like you can really get a sense of the feel and the flow and the vibe of, of a video by the music. And the same thing I think is, is absolutely true in a
1: podcast. Okay. I always suggest to use music that is upbeat Okay, uh, something really funky, uh, pop, funk, I think are genres that work very well, sometimes rock. Uh, but it's, it, end, it, it ends up being a matter of like the subjective preference of the client. Like some of them just go with something like really heavy metal. Some of them prefer to go with something that is like very cinematic, like very epic. Uh, so in the end, it depends on the, on the client, but I think uh, it should be upbeat. Like you listen to the, like the listeners start listening to the episode and they instantly get invaded with this uh, super energetic and, and, and like happy vibe that will make them connect to the show. Because when we are creating content, it's not just the information we're sharing. It's also the emotional connection we are establishing the report. That's why, as we mentioned a moment ago, personality is going to be very important and also like the tone of the music and the effects that you add into the show.
0: Absolutely. And I think personally, when I'm listening to a podcast, the one thing that I think makes the episode stand out is that first like 30 to 60 seconds uh, of of the show. Um, and, And I think a lot of people get caught up, especially if they don't have the experience in doing it, of doing a whole introduction every time about who they are and what the show is all about. Mm -hmm. And in reality, I mean, we, we binge consume episodes, you know, if you're checking out a new podcast and it's good, you're going to go from episode to episode, you know, and take me in more than one. Um, so I think that idea of, of really getting that hook, you know, and in marketing, it's all about catching
1: that attention there and your podcast should have that same kind of vibe. For example, I am a heavy metal guy. I listen to really hard, like really, really hard metal music. But for the podcast show, I picked something that was like kind of funky because when I listen to it, it's like, it's catchy. It immediately gets my attention and gives me a happy vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I noticed, um, you know,
0: we're going to put a a link to the, the resources page on your website here, which you give away some free and some paid resources. But what are your, I guess... Favorite tools for creating podcasts or getting clients to create podcasts, whether it's it's the recording side or the editing. I want to share some of those with our, our
1: listeners? Okay. My favorite tools, uh, in terms of microphones, uh, there are like if you're a first-time podcaster, you don't need to spend a lot on microphones. I think around hundred dollars will be just fine. There is a mic. There are two microphones, like in which you do not need anything else, just a mic and a USB cable. You plug it into the computer. That's it. One of them is the ATR twenty one hundred, and the other one is the Samsung Q two U. They will give you awesome audio quality, great audio quality, for like for cheap because like they are they're quite cheap. And they're super easy to use. Like you don't have, uh, you don't need to use like additional equipment or audio interfaces or like anything. No, you don't need anything like that. Just get the microphone, plug it to your computer via USB, and that's it. Uh, for recording, um, I, I when it comes to software, I recommend Zencaster. That's something I use. I think uh, it's very, very, very. It's a very good tool. It's easy to use. It will give you great audio quality. I know a lot of people like using Zoom. Uh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I cry. I cry every time we have to edit uh, an interview that was recorded with Zoom because even though you have a great mic, Zoom compresses the audio a lot. So you get to to lose a lot of the audio quality, a lot of the frequencies, a lot of the nice things. So yeah, it's not good to use Zoom. And uh, there is also the hosting site, which is where you get to upload your podcast uh, audio. And, and that hosting is which, uh, the one that communicates with iTunes and Spotify and all these platforms. In terms of hosting, there is uh, Lipsy, which is very popular, libsyn.com. And the other one, which is the one we use, is Podbean.com. Uh, these ones are super stable, very good customer service. The pricing is great, uh, very user friendly, and the features are like super complete.
0: Hmm. Those are some great tools. Um, and we'll put links to those uh, in the show. Now, my last question before we wrap up here, um, which came to my mind while you were talking about where you're hosting it. Do you think there's a benefit behind, you know, once you've got your shows posted and a lot of those services give you hosted versions to, to see that, to listen to the shows, to drive traffic to your show, um, on one of the directories like iTunes or Spotify, or should you be driving them to listen to them on your website? What's your opinion on
1: that? Uh, I think you should drive them to subscribe on these platforms. Uh, You should drive them to subscribe on iTunes or to subscribe on Spotify or or whatever they they use. Uh, At the moment, about 80% of every podcast uh, listeners are on come from itunes like if you have 180 out of 100 will come from itunes so it's very important that people subscribe there and whenever you push or you publish a new episode they are going to list they're going to get the notification and and get people there uh in the end i think you should also complement this with an email marketing strategy because like people go to the website they can listen to an episode and they just fail right? they can disappear same with itunes or spotify they listen to an episode and they just disappear you should complement this strategy with an email marketing strategy so people get to listen to the show and then subscribe to uh, your email list because that's where you have the most control. Uh, iTunes might change, uh, Spotify might change, their terms of service might change, something might happen. Uh, For example, just this week iTunes changed something in their back end So a lot of podcast episodes uh, did not appear on the platform or some of them disappeared or some of them took longer to appear. So it's a lot of things out of our control, lots of clients complaining, of course. Uh, So it's better if you have a little bit more control. So you always complement that with an email marketing strategy.
0: Great advice. Great, solid advice. Well, David, thank you so much for, for sharing this knowledge and your experience with us and, People can find you online at audiencecoach.com. We'll put the links to that in the show notes as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. It was a great pleasure. Excellent. Same here. And I'm very envious of the wonderful weather you're having there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, I'm sure. All right. Take care.